Hello everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast. We take subjects and try and create some order from the disorder. More likely along the way we'll probably create some more disorder. And tangent, that's something we seem to do a lot of these days. You can follow us on Twitter at InfoEntropyPod. We don't have a verified tick and we refuse to pay the £8. You'll find us on Instagram, Information Entropy Pod, or on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you else you get your delicious podcast music for your ears. If you can on those platforms, give us a rating. We always appreciate it. Bad, good, give us some feedback. It helps us determine where we go next, what we need to improve on, what we need to stop doing. So you know, that'd be great. Thank you. My name is Mitchell. I'm joined by my co-host, Tom. So Tommy J. Oh. Well that's new. No, no. don't like that. No, no, no. You don't like that? No, no. <laughs> don't think we're we'll gonna stick it. with that one. <laughs> we'll, keep it. we'll keep it to Tom. On the feedback um, of things we shouldn't do, I think the use of Tommy J should be at the top of that list. Sound like an EDL supporter. Um, that's me. Wasn't, wasn't that Hi, I'm Tommy J. You may know me from things such as not having my life in check. <laughs> Anxiety breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, feel that. Uh, this week we are continuing on with our extinction. Uh, had a bit of a rebellion and we're doing two weeks of it because last week we didn't finish. We didn't talk about zombies, which is always like, oh, we did talk about zombies for a little bit, but more in depth. Yeah. Um, a little bit how about to survive them maybe or what would happen? Um, got to yeah, have a zombie plan, that. haven't you? Yeah. Always got to have a zombie plan slash bug out bag. Yeah. And that can also double up as a Russian has nuclear bombed us and we need a bug out bag you know it's just, it's just good practice to have a good bug out bag yeah get a good radio Gotta know where your I bug think that's bear my, my one you, but yeah you also need to know where your bugbear is you don't want them sneaking up on you no especially no, not I want, were, you, were you there yeah you were there I was the <laughs> uh, a strange encounter never cast darkness on a bugbear because then you just have an angry black mass <laughs> ball thing coming at you and you can't really defend yourself or attack it because you don't know where it is that's quite don't funny that. actually i've never thought about sent like having the location as on someone rather than a point in space oh you you weren't part of the campaign no. then okay so uh there was three 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 peeps um attacking a castle and they'd obviously been feeding in the people that had been antagonizing a bugbear and knocked it away and one of the spell casters decided they were going to cast darkness on the bugbear itself that's interesting and if eventually it, it got it it took one of them down and it's like ferociousness of trying to get out but it, it when it eventually got out of the castle like the panoramic view of what they could see was just a perfect black sphere beeline across some fields <laughs> towards like a like a, a tree line and then just like the black orb disappearing into the forest and i always thought it quite funny because everyone forgets that you can actually put it on people yeah that like is you put hilarious it on speaking like a, of uh, D. yeah hasbro you know the toy the yes, toy people no, 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 no. they're the making giant d20s which transform into D&D creatures. Oh, I just, I've seen these. There's dragons, there's owl bears. All I'm saying is you wouldn't be able to use them for a D20 because they're weighted. Right. Look, mate, we're, we're trying to have some weighted fun dice. here. You know? Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, no, the DM would be right. like, sorry, mate, can't use it. Do you know what? I bought a really, a really cheap bag of like 200 D20s yeah. one time. And then I tested them. Of course you, you did. This. This, bit, this, bit, this bit of science for you. Yeah. Um, if you get... Uh, a bowl of hot water, like you boil the kettle, pour it in the hot water, and then you whack in a load of salt. It obviously ups the like the, the saline, like the the buoyancy of the liquid. Then it turns into like some weird solution. That if you well, put, it makes things uh, easier to float in. To it, float, yes. yeah. And then you put your uh, dice die into the bowl. You can then see which ones are weighted because they'll always go to the same number. Did you do this for every single one of your die? Yeah, not like one at a time, though. I did them in batches. Uh, well, 
batch tester you are. Yeah, you know, I don't want to cheat in my own games. I'll be like, oh, sorry, Tom, I've killed your character because I accidentally used the dice that only rolls 17s. That was one. That legitimately was one. <laughs> <laughs> Always up to 17. Well, I'm going to start using the owl bear one and you can deal with it. Yeah, we well, do it all virtually now anyway, so, you know, who needs physical dice? Yeah. Uh, right. Getting back on nerd topic. talk for those people who are not here for that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some science news. Some science news. Yeah. Some, news that, some science that was in the news. Science of the news. Space news, as always, when it comes to me. Yeah. Mars quakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they happening? Is, they are happening. And there's a few happening. And it's got scientists questioning whether it may, they may, it may be a hint to the fact that the planet might still be volcanically alive or active after all this time. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. That would, would change things up, wouldn't it? What did you reckon if Olympus Mons was still active and it exploded, right? Olympus yeah. Mons being the biggest volcano yeah. on Mars and in our solar system. Would it change the orbit of Mars? No, but it could kickstart a climate change effect. Well, it would cool it down, wouldn't it? Mars is already pretty chilly. But would it trap... No, because wouldn't it the carbon go into the atmosphere that it doesn't have, and then it capture the heat? Oh, you reckon it would go the other way around? Yeah. Because on Earth, it cools it down, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know, because the atmosphere is not that great for keeping hold of things, is it? Yeah, so you may just grasp on things in the atmosphere. Yeah, but could it create an atmosphere? I don't know. I don't know enough I about don't space. Think but so, essentially, but yeah. Uh, some clever scientists uh, went and analysed the thousands quakes that happened on Mars. Uh, some tremors from the big red planet, and it they show that it's probably caused by magma moving deep under the Martian surface. Bloody clever people, to be honest. Yeah. So since touching down, it's four years ago now. Jesus. The InSight lander <laughs> has detected more than a thousand quakes. And its seismometer has recorded seismic waves which reveal information about the tremor's size and locations. So we've got some like actual, you know, from the ground. Reporter on the ground. <laughs> um, previous studies had determined that several Martian quakes originated from a swath of Martian territories known as the Cerberate Fossae. This region, which is particularly riddled with faults, is more than a thousand kilometers from the inside lander. So quite far, these Martian quakes. But the Martian quakes linked to Cerberus Fossae so far have been particularly similar, scientifically speaking. So, yes, hertz, frequency, that kind of stuff. Um, their seismic waves, which are low in frequency, are ones that look much more like you would see on an earthquake. So not caused by massive amounts of ice, but more magma underground. Okay. That's what that's what they're that's what they're thinking. Oh, that's pretty cool. Unless I guess there's so, another mm -hmm. geographical geological, sorry, kind of thing going on that creates similar things that we just don't have on Earth. But I doubt that's the case. Yeah, Earth ain't that unique. No. I I always think that when I'm just like Oh, maybe it's something completely different. I'm like, yeah, but planets aren't that, especially ones that are, you know, so close. The rocky system. ones. Be, yeah, the rocky ones, the most, most of the time they're going to be the same. I guess you, you'd imagine if there's any planet that's going to be more like Earth that isn't Earth, it'd be Mars. Because it's made of literally the same rock in the same solar yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly same as that same rock. Splitting it away. Big asteroid game. Split in half. Maybe. We just have to be closer to the sun. We don't know. <laughs> we do. I'm too sure we do know. <laughs> Welcome to the, the podcast where we make science stuff up and it sounds good. Yeah. But, you know. Come back next week for our theory on space tectonics. No, we'll, we'll leave that for a bit. Yeah. Don't alienate people. Hey. Martianate them? <laughs> that sounds like you're making someone a Martian. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
So before we started, uh, and I said we talked about extinction, you said you had a question for me. Oh, I do. Is that something you want to yeah, dive straight yeah, yeah. into? Uh, wanna, whilst we're okay, on the, the at least okay. semi-scientific track, before we, 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 <laughs> we, we veer off into other things. Mm-hmm. So extinction is what we're speaking about, right? But there's a question that I came across that actually kind of put it into perspective. Like, when does extinction begin? Now, it's very easy to look back in the fossil record and go, okay, there's no more stegosauri left. Is that the correct? Stegosauruses? Mm-hmm. There's none of them left, so they are extinct. Okay, but did they become extinct when the last one died? Or did they become extinct... Wait, did they die due to the asteroid? What, the Great Dying? I think so. No, the Great Dying wasn't the asteroid, was it? No, that was, it was the volcanoes. We talked about this last, last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, pick an animal that... Okay, Tasmanian tiger, let's say. The so, devil. No, the Tasmanian tiger, which is now extinct okay. for about 100 years. We hunted them to extinction. Well, it was Tasmanian devils. No, those still exist. Oh, that's nice. Not many, though. Not a lot, but they're, they're still around. No. Um, so the Tas- Do you know that cartoon gave me wildly inaccurate ideas <laughs> about the landscape of Tasmania? Oh, I thought it was right. very, like, very... <laughs> not about the magic spinning, no, but, but like, looking back... Like, why it was have always... I encountered more tornadoes in my life? Yeah, no, always, like, a, a mountainous... Which I'm sure Tasmania is, but, like, not to the point where it's all either water or mountains. There's, like islands everywhere yeah. and all these islands are linked up by bridges and like that's not how it is anyways sad how sad. dare these cartoons misrepresent the real world yeah yeah uh-huh. um so tasmanian tiger did they go extinct when the last one died or did they go extinct when it became no longer for them to survive do you know what i mean like, say there is one so are you talking like, left oh the gun didn't kill the person they bled out to death no, they couldn't survive. No, no, bullet wound. It's like there's one, there's one left, right? So it cannot find a mate to recover the population through, right? How, is that is species that already number? technically extinct? Uh, yeah, there, there is. It's basically fifty. And is it nine thousand? No. Oh, I thought it was higher than that. I thought it was like nine thousand. Really depends what you're trying to get from the species. So they've managed to. I think it's the Floridian eagle. Some bird of prey. They managed to repopulate that species. And I think they were down to five wild birds. And they took them all into Mm -hmm. captivity and they managed to rebuild the population. Now, are they biologically stable in terms of like evolution and um, the amount of alleles that are in the population? Are they diverse enough uh, genetically that's another thing. Maybe you want about 500 individuals at that point. Because we've spoken about this in, in the past. And I think in an Apocalypse episode on the, the other show, where mm. we were saying, how many humans would you need to start a viable population where you're not going to get inbreeding problems? Yeah. They say about 50. That's no way that could be true. Yeah. But... If you want like a really strong population, 500 is what you're going to want. According to the Bible, mate, it's two. I don't know what you're trying to say. It's bullshit, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a world in which magic exists. And dragons. And dragons, right? Which is weird. We come full circle with Dungeons and Dragons to Christianity. Same thing, really. One one of them hates the the other. Yeah. I'll say this, like, so you know what? Bible, good book. Very interesting read. End gets a bit wacky. Um, bit of hate going on there in the beginning, you know. God yeah, hadn't gone to therapy at that point. Yeah. What was that, day five? <laughs> I'll just speak about the whole <laughs> of the first Genesis. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit angry, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, he raised a whole city with some trumpets. A bit, bit brutal, but, you know. Good for, good no, it's for story, all to send a message. 
I don't, 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 don't. We've been trying to reach you. <laughs> Your car's warranty. <laughs> Just through a giant trumpet, raise the city to the ground. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> viable population more... <laughs> fifty to five hundred to make sure there's enough genetic diversity going on. I'm sure it could be less than that, and especially in breeding programs, they have done it with less than that, and they've been successful. But I don't know if we've had enough generations since those have gone into effect to really evaluate the genetic stability of those populations. Um, but that's me not knowing enough about that spe- those specific projects off the top of the dome. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting thing. Because you could have 50 humans are left on planet Earth in the zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah. But will they find each other? Oh, that's, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is the so geographic range have you too watched, big there? To go on to this, the extinction events, have you watched the new uh, War of the Worlds series? I haven't, no. It was, it was HBO. Yeah, and so, I just don't have HBO. Um, I think it was on Netflix. The first season was, or first two seasons was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still oh, okay. is, but that's where Grace and I watched it. It's actually really good very brutal um and they do like the stuff that aliens do makes sense like they're clever aliens they're not just uh we're aliens here's a spaceship and we're gonna shoot you like what they do at the start is just like very clever but there's there's, but there's one storyline that's a bit far-fetched like they survive the initial thing that happens i don't want to ruin it the initial thing that happens uh and it's a family in the uk and you follow them but then the dad is in like france okay like he's in i'm not sure if he's the south of france or he's in like marseille or he's along the coast i think he's all along the coastline like down the the, the left anyway. side yeah and then he's just like gotta get back <laughs> and then the whole thing of his story is like him getting through the whole of france to the tunnel getting through the tunnel and then somehow finding his family again and then both surviving that's like the most dubious thing about it. Okay. Yeah, a bit far-fetched. Yeah. You've got to imagine, yeah. though, with the amount of people in France and the UK, that one person might make it, and you just happened, the story just happened to follow that one person. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it yeah, is against yeah. the odds, and it's like, oh, this is unrealistic. Even if it was like one in 10,000 chance, the, yeah. fil- the series is obviously just going to follow the one, that one. Do you know what's... What's really funny about it is during his survival, he doesn't obviously he doesn't know if his wife survived, so he gets pretty much a girlfriend oh. <laughs> for the whole time, and then he gets back and he's like, "Oh no, she's still alive." I mean, oh yeah, she's still alive. Oh no, what do I do now? Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, sad. Yes, it's a sad thing. As as they try to portray it, it was a sad thing. Me cackling. What a what a knob! Classic yeah. guy move. Started. I think it's the the story started off with him cheating anyway. So you're you're already like, oh, you're a bit of a scumbag. Ah, so please yeah. don't survive. I mean, what? Yeah. Um, I, I never watch things and hope people don't survive. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, do you want to? Okay, go, so do you want to start with aliens then? Well, we've, we've ended up there, haven't we? So yeah. Okay. So I, I picked up some some alien movies where some extinction events happen. All right. And you tell me what you think and how this relates. First one, Aliens, the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen Aliens? Oh, I absolutely they, love they, it, mate. They, yeah. They burst out of the chest. I have. I, mm, what I love about Alien and that entire universe is the that... The xenomorphs. Yeah. And the xenomorphs, yeah. Is that yeah? That's what the aliens are. The xenomorphs. Yeah. Um, is that they're in space with eighties uh-huh. technology? Yeah, I absolutely love it. And it it's is just, my it's favorite like... thing in the world. <laughs> and I don't know why it's... I love the aesthetic so much, but I do. Clunky like buttons. Eighties. Yeah, eighties space punk. It's absolutely it's like, fantastic. It's, it's full aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the game as well. Because the game, the game that they've made of it. Is also is like so the same incredible. Aesthetic. I've never been so scared and wanting not to play a game, <laughs> yet so completely enamoured with the aesthetic. 
Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah. I can do it. Uh, yeah, no, me and my mate Adam used to play at uni with curtains closed, lights off, mm-hmm. full volume, and I genuinely screamed a couple of times <laughs> like a <laughs> little <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Oh, I didn't Clover answer that Field. about uh, extinction events. So I reckon that would be one of the more deadly ones. Just yeah, because it, it, happens, would, it would come it? here, In- right? And yeah. we've just had a pandemic and we know how shit people are, especially when it comes to like, obviously, patient zero, you don't know mm-hmm. you're infected, that kind of thing. We And we don't yeah. really lock things down quick. Yeah. Like we, we, we try yeah. to from like a public perception point of view, but there's always people and sorry, Italy, but there's always people like, ah, I'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they, it was not fun. And so yeah, uh, that yeah that would that would mess us up. I reckon we'd end up with just Queen Alien. Well, that's what they were designed quickly. for, wasn't it? By the engineer, the one of the later list is it Promethean, and then the next one you actually find out what they were created for because the yeah, engineer Prometheus is like the prequel, creates, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you find out all that stuff because they get unleashed upon a civilization as like a kill everything kind of thing. I think yeah, I think that that was the plot line. Okay, the next one, Cloverfield, if you've seen it. I Very nauseating yeah. uh, movie. Hands cam, uh, very like, if you can get through it, it's okay. But that's essentially... Um, I think that's why I've never watched not, it. The, not the new Cloverfield, the, the, oh, the original one. Yeah, they yeah. did the original no, to kind of explain paradox. what happened to the old one. Yeah, that's it, Cloverfield Paradox. And also the Bunker one. Okay. Field Lane. Ah, uh, yes. In the same right. universe. Yes. Um, and that's essentially a rift opens and something comes through, and then that thing starts killing everybody in Manhattan. Um, that would, I think, that would be insta insta. I think they kill it in the end, actually. So you know, maybe not. I got, I got this. Okay, so this is this is an interesting one. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. How are we feeling? How are we feeling about that? Um. Yeah, do you know what? I just I I would love that to be the case. I just don't think realistically it would be friendly with a little Hawaiian girl. Yeah, but originally Stitch is a four-armed mega creature that is pretty much invulnerable and a mass killing machine and gets taken to jail because of it. Yeah. Genetically designed by a mad scientist. <laughs> Do we class him as an alien then? Um, but he's he doesn't come from this planet. Well, that's true. So that is true. My definition. Yeah. Um, I do you know I would love it to be the case, but in that case, do you know what I mean? Like with alien, um, yeah, th- these are very like distinct different things. Like alien is more like a parasite virus yeah, type do. thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it spreads whether it wants to or not. Like that's how it functions animalistically yeah then you've got Cloverfield which it comes through a rift and just kills things once you've killed that one thing you know that's as far as it's going like that one thing kills everything or everything manages no, to kill the one so thing there's a big one thing and then it like in fact there's a bit where they go it doesn't really explain it but there's a bit they they're going through the underground and there's like a, ho- a hospital section and then something bursts out of the chests oh, okay. not like alien like it pops out it just makes the stomach explode right like it it just swells it up and then it pops and then the thing comes out so there are small creatures uh, okay. i don't know about that one um my last one was uh oh i've got two independence we'll do it quickly independence day yeah classic bit hard to, we're coming to here to kill you yeah that, that's exactly we're coming here to kill you only by fluke that we won uh and then war of the worlds not the series the original movie Oh, in the sixties. Uh, no, Tom Cruise. Oh, so, so not the original, the remake. Yeah, well, yeah the remake <laughs> of the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, original for me. Yeah, no, that's fair for me as well. Um, again, that's them coming here to kill you, and it really depends. Like we got super lucky in that, right? Like they died from the common cold, but I feel like yes. a spacefaring civilization. That is, this is, they're trying to conquer the world, right? 
which means it's probably not the first world they've tried to do that to. Because let's oh, be honest. Oh, interesting. He's saying there's a loophole. That, that, like, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't line. make Ball, sense. Not Look, if we are going, if we are a spacefaring civilization and we're going around to conquer a world, like we've got pretty advanced understanding of okay, yeah. medicine, of and we shouldn't go there mm-hmm. with animals because we might contaminate that planet. Right? We're we're afraid of yeah. that now. We haven't even got into space yet. The other thing's also true. Like if you're going to a new place, like when you go back to school after summer holiday, after the pandemic, everyone's getting super ill because things are mixing again. We're going to be worried about that going to a new planet. Surely that would be like one of the main concerns. So how mm. do they not expect or at least try and protect themselves against uh, another species, like a, what do you call it, a intra, interspecies yeah. disease? Uh, I don't know how that there wasn't some kind of prevention on their end from that. That surprises me. That's my mm-hmm. take, at least. So yeah, I think we'd be absolutely dominated. Yeah, that's fair. And going on, like how the extinction works happens. Let's just assume that we're talking about an intelligent species. Uh, EMPs is always the first thing that happens. Isn't it? Yeah. All, all the worlds is what, what happens. Oblivion is the same thing. I know I haven't said about Oblivion, but Oblivion is another Tom Cruise extinction event. Very good. Rewatched it very recently. Oh, very is that the one with it. the just amazing soundboard? Or sound cute yeah, effects? Yeah, sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, really, uh, really good. Is it Forrest Whitaker? Yes. Yes, Okay. And is it Ripley? The person that does plays Ripley back in the day? Scorny Weaver, yeah. Well, yeah, she, right. she's in it. Uh, Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, that's Morgan great Freeman. Uh, Mr. Lannister, Jamie Lannister's character. Really? Jenny Lannister. He's in it. Is yeah, he? he's one of the top, he's on Top Rebels. Oh, he right. kills one of the bots. Um, yeah. But what, I can't remember what happens in that film. Like, Why is it an apocalyptic scenario? Is it just there's no water? So the aliens come and destroy the planet and fight and beat everybody because they need the water from the ocean to power their ships. Right, that's it, yeah. Great movie. Um, But the first thing they always do and they always say is an EMP. And what is an EMP, Tom? Oh, well, that would be an electromagnetic pulse. And essentially within a certain radius, and I've got to admit, I'm as far as I know how they work is... It emits, as you can imagine, an electromagnetic pulse, which you create through, well, electromagnets, really. Uh. Yeah, so the way that we would do it as a human race, uh, and it's been in a few different um, popular culture, like Modern Warfare, the first yeah, the video game, not the recent one, the older ones, they create an EMP by detonating a nuclear device in space. Yeah, didn't Ocean's the way that Eleven that do it? Or Ocean's Twelve? I, I, I've never, never seen any of the Oceans, so Whoa. can't tell you that. Yeah, just not into heist movies. Mate. Yeah, this, check this kid out. Oh, that surprises me. Mate, imagine, imagine the overthinker that I am watching a heist movie. Just the worst combination of things. Yeah, to be fair, you would ruin it for yourself. As we've just seen, as, we've as, found out yeah. a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> I ruined a lot of things. Um, but essentially what happens with the nuclear detonation, it ionizes the air molecules by gamma radiation generated by the explosion. These gamma rays ionize the air molecules by interacting with the air molecules to produce positive ions and recoil electrons called Compton electrons. And then this positive energy, which produces a powerful electromagnetic field, particularly within a vicinity of the weapon burst is called the electromagnetic pulse, which is EMP. Yeah. Um, and it can, it doesn't happen from a nuclear bomb. There's non-nuclear sources such as an electromagnetic bomb, e- or they're called E-bombs. Yeah. Which sounds like, like an e-cigarette. It's like such a thing. Everyone's um, got one these days. Yeah. And essentially what it does is electro power systems are at risk from surges produced by the weapons, causing them to essentially overload and then break. Yeah. Um, like a 1.4 megaton bomb launched 
and detonated 255 miles above Kansas would destroy most of the electronics that are not protected. Say if you've got a Faraday cage or something like that, uh, not protected in the entire continental United States. Really? 255 yeah. miles above? Kansas, yeah, would just, just take everything down. Considering, uh, like, space starts, what, 16 miles up? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. A, they, when they started testing, being like atmospheric testing for these bombs, back in 1962, a 1. 1.4 megaton nuclear weapon was detonated over Johnson Island at an altitude of 250 miles. The effect of that was observed in Hawaii, 800 miles east of the detonation. Streetlights and fuses failed on uh, Oahu, and telephone services were disrupted on the island of uh, Kauai. So those are uh, Hawaiian islands. So that's just how, like, as a human race, if we were to mess up another country, we could easily do that. Yeah. I mean, there'd be tons of collateral damage in terms of, unless you're hitting China, Russia, or the US, Canada, you're going to be hitting other yeah. countries. Yeah. But I think that that same effect can happen at just a normal nuclear blast. So, okay, yeah. You know. So how do you protect yourself against it, Tom? How do you protect yourself? I think it's a smart kind of first move, right? If you come in here, it's definitely like, okay, this is obviously a technologically dependent civilization. civilization. It's, a, yes. it's a smart move if you're an alien. Um, <laughs> how would you protect yourself? My first yes. thought, if you're just a normal person, because you mentioned stuff like the Faraday cage, and yep. unless you live in a tinfoil house with a Faraday cage, it's unlikely that's going to be set up mm -hmm. as an explosion goes off that you don't know that's happening. Would a surge cable help? I don't think it would, no. would it? Because it's, it's, it's the, the air that's ionised. It's yes. just happening, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, to be honest. So there's two basic ways that you can uh, protect all. It's called hardening, just like in subsecurity. You server harden. Uh, the first method is metallic shielding. Uh, shields are made of one continuous piece of electric electric one continuous piece of metal such as steel or copper a metal enclosure generally does not fully shield the interior because of small holes that exist therefore a type of shielding often contains additional elements to create the barrier commonly only a fraction of a millimeter of metal is needed to supply adequate protection this shield must completely surround the item to be hardened so if you know something's going off and you've got tinfoil in your kitchen and you think ah i should probably keep my phone or my walkie-talkie or my radio you could potentially have enough time to wrap that very quickly yeah up to protect it uh the second method uh tailored hardening is more cost-effective way of hardening in this method only the most vulnerable elements and circuits are redesigned to be more rugged so that's not really you know the general so it's like having like can't. an internal Faraday cage. So what you basically just yes. described there is like an external Faraday cage, right? Yeah, external internal. If you had one already like pre-built for you to, to try and protect your device. Yes, that's like like surge protection could potentially, if it was an intelligent one that was like the capacitors were protected and the motherboard was protected, yeah, that could work. Mm -hmm interesting yeah. but yeah i mean you'd be spending so much on something that's like if do you know what i mean yeah if and when um but i guess it really depends if it's aliens you got to imagine they probably don't understand earth languages right okay so you you'd you'd be okay like saving your phone and speaking through it. But at the same time, yes. if they're going to... So you, you don't really have to worry about them listening to what you're saying unless they're going to triangulate your position. Yeah. But they're probably going to take out satellites, aren't they? Well, this is what I was saying, uh, about to say. it. Like Even if you protect your own stuff, everything else, there's else a possibility of going down. Like if you were to take down and the entire continental of the USA, United States of America... Like you're talking about, they would have to rebuild and refix things, but they can't because the manufacturing plants that are needed to create it are also going to be hit with the same blast. 
so they won't be able to. Yeah. It's like, okay, so how, I have my phone, start to but I've got no internet. I've got no signal. I can mm-hmm. take pictures. Great. I did think about this the other day. I was thinking about what's the, like the best thing to do if there was going to be like a nuclear bomb. A, someone created a map of where there's the best place to be because the most likely places that would be attacked. North Devon was one of them. Oh, really? And I was like, that's just a testament to there's nothing out there worth <laughs> bombing. <laughs> well, true. Living. Um, but essentially, yeah, because it's far enough away from Exeter and Bristol that there's no over there's like they did like like circles okay. of like vapor immediate vaporization burning from the fallout and then like the uh radiation that gets pushed out quite far where would be the safest place and it was like is it bidford bidford oh, it was like yeah. north devon on the coast yeah essentially there um but then i was like because i i've been preparing for moving into places that don't have much or very good internet yeah and i was like what's what could you do and i was thinking if you did got like a the, the Starlinks, you wouldn't have to rely on like internet service providers. And if they go down, and the satellites are still in the air because they haven't been affected because maybe they're high enough to avoid the blast, you could still connect to the and see what's going on in the world. True. Very good for uh, countries that when then people protest, they do blackouts. Yeah, like they just turn off the internet. Very good for that as well. It is very good for that. I just don't see how if I'm attacking another planet that I'm sensible enough to use an EMP that I wouldn't use one even higher up to get like satellites as well. Yeah, no, it definitely would. Because that, that happens in the the cutscene in Modern Warfare. It's there, there's, have you, do you remember? They're on the, there's, it's from the, you, your first person perspective is from the astronaut of the yes. ISS doing a moonwalk. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, we got a bogey, but coming across the like unidentified object coming across the like the, sea, the eastern seaboard. Uh, can you tell us what it is, and then it goes bang, like doesn't go bang. When it like there's a flash of light, and then it, it the wave hits and it starts ripping the ISS apart. Yeah, uh, so it would just take down all satellites. Yeah, see, uh, th- I think that's just exactly what they would do as an alien that's intelligent mm-hmm. enough to wage war on an entire planet. Yeah, don't need to wage war if everybody's dead. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff. Okay. What's, what's your? Have you got a next one? Um. So on a, like a similar note, is mm-hmm. the techlo- technological singularity? Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is the hypothetical for now future point, in which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in an unforeseeable changes to the human civilization. Now, technically, obviously one of those could be an apocalypse, right? It technically doesn't state that, just unforeseeable changes to human civilization. Mm-hmm. But if we're thinking of killer robots... Can always killer robots. Always yeah. killer robots. Um so according to the most popular version of the singularity hypothesis, which is IJ Good's intelligence explosion model, if you look back to our evolution episodes, it's a very similar theme. An upgradable intelligent agent will eventually enter a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles, each new um, and more intelligent yeah. generation appearing more and more rapidly, causing an explosion in intelligence and resulting in a powerful superintelligence that qualitatively far surpasses all human intelligence. So in the future, when the robots have taken over, do you reckon they'll look back and say that the start of the technological singularity has already happened before 2022? Yeah, because you could essentially say, well... It depends how wildly you extrapolate. You could yeah. say the end of the world happened when the gun got invented, but what was a precursor? The bow, well, the oh, bow and arrow was what yeah. started off the gun, and then the sticks. It was it was the stick that was the end. Oh, when we invented language, that was the end of us. <laughs> so it depends how far you go back. But you, you could potentially say that I I think when the technology starts, like gunpowder, that was when the start was yeah. for the guns. Well, I guess I you'd say for, for killer robots, when the AI or robot AI. itself was created, like that specific yeah. program. 
no, I think what the, the program draws upon, like the programming language or the languages it, okay. it pulls in. So I think for like the whole AI's artificial intelligence has been made now that this is the start of the end. Okay. If it happens, if not, we're fine. We're, we, yeah, we're, we're in the end times now. Yeah. So people do question yeah. how plausible is this? Because it is a sci-fi trope now, right? Yeah. Um, so there are two proposed methods cr- for creating superhuman or transhuman minds. One of them mm-hmm. is the amplification of human brains. So the mesh of human brain power with technology or just straight up mm-hmm. artificial intelligence by itself. Um, and the way we might augment human intelligence could include bioengineering, genetic engineering, nootropic drugs, AI assistance, direct brain computer interfaces, and uploading the mind. Now, this intelligence explosion, though, does depend on three factors. So tell me whether these things are true. That new okay. intelligence enhancements is made possible by each previous improvement that each improvement can generate another improvement. It can evolve, right? Um, yeah. And the laws of physics eventually at some point prevent further improvement or allow it at least up to a certain point that's beyond human intelligence right now. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So, for an intelligence explosion to happen, new intelligence enhancements must be made possible by the previous improvement. So, it's improved, and then that improvement allows it to make another one. Mm -hmm. That basically encompasses the first two points, essentially. And the last one is that the laws of physics allow technological improvements to become more intelligent than humans yeah do you think that's true do you think ai yes. can become more intelligent than us mm, yeah this this is a debate i think it, it depends on what you say is intelligence yeah i think you're absolutely correct because we don't know like in biology like, we don't yeah. know like when we try and define it some people go down like an uber specific route right uh, some people are like, oh, actually, intelligence is a really broad thing. Intelligence is to do with the EQ variance of the brain, which is like how much ridges they've got. You know, uh, are they a smooth brained capuchin or are oh, they like, that in for that? <laughs> or are they like a really, uh, what do you call it, uh, wriggly brained dolphin? Because like dolphin brains are more wriggly than ours, right? They're wavy? Wavy. Yeah, they have more ridges. They have a higher EQ variant. So are they more intelligent? How do we test it? Like, yeah. arbitrarily, that's not human biased. Considering we're humans, it may not make sense to us how we should actually test it. Yeah. So, yeah. Next question to do with that. And let's say AI becomes this runaway intelligent thing. It be- mm-hmm. And, like... Because I reckon if there was some really powerful AI software, it could cause a human apocalypse, right? Yeah. But at some point, it would have to come beyond software. Otherwise, it's stuck in the same old machines for, like, eternity. Surely they would build robots Uh, at some point. Are killer robots mm. an inevitability, even if this killerness starts at software? Because surely they would want to build improvements. Uh, Well, knowing how interconnected everything is in the world, if you had a smart enough piece of AI, it would be able to infiltrate, like cybersecurity-wise, it would be able to infiltrate um, places... Uh, the factories that build things and logistically it could take over have you not seen Age of Ultron where he like takes over the, the facilities to build things and then yeah. he just makes loads of himself exactly. and then he can just do what he wants 
So I'm thinking that as an inevitability, even if it's like an AI software thing that takes over and kills everyone, it would eventually not be software at some point. Yeah, but... Okay, it would want to create robots so it could but it's the, it's, build it's better computers or something like that. that. We're, talking about, we're talking about the artificial intelligence on this one, though, aren't we? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But at some point, it would not be just art. It would be artificial intelligence, but it would build a physical representation of itself. And I'm asking, is that inevitable? Okay. Um, because it would want itself. to be better. And maybe it can't be better unless like, even the computers that the software is on is better. And to do that, it's going to need a robot if it's killed all humans. I don't know, because if at that stage, it may just be able to link up the process of power with the, the entire planet. True. You know what I'm saying? So it wouldn't, it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't need to, because it may just ele- elevate itself to a higher position. I guess. Depends how power hungry it is, because even then it could go, well, I could be better if every single well, computer we, have you in the seen world. The alternate, alternate uh, what ifs from Marvel. No, I haven't. When, Ult- when Ultron wins and he's just like, well, I've, I've conquered this universe and all the planets in this universe. And he's like, actually, I need to find other universes. Then he breaks into other universes, which is very much like the Vex from Destiny. They, oh, okay. The machine, the AI machine, they completely like, didn't dominate, well, they dominated their entire universe, turned planets into pretty much brains for their AI. And then the Hive, who will, and a, a creature with the ability they were given the ability to like create what they're called sword worlds which were like their soul areas but one of the the sons decided that he wanted to try and cut his way into a different dimension to find someone more powerful to fight because that was his thing uh and he accidentally cut a hole and let the vex in to the universe that there that we that destiny presides in turn up done fucked up yep they are the Vex aren't actually machines. The Vex are the milky liquid that is in the machines. So it's a hive mind that's powered by liquid, but the only thing that differentiates them is the machines themselves change how they can process in those soul units. Oh, okay. So you've got like the drones, but they're only drones because they're small machines filled with this liquid. Right. Then you've got the bigger ones that are bigger machines filled with the same liquid. Yeah, I get you. So it runs off the same operating system. It's just the machines themselves are different. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, no, very, very interesting. Very job. efficient. Yes, very much Very so. efficient, yeah. There's a, a new game that just came out. I think it's called From Space, which is about alien, it's about a human apocalypse. There's a co-op human apocalypse shooter, top-down shooter, which is very much on track with that, with uh, this speak. Is it, is it a twin stick? Twin stick? Yeah, have you not heard of twin stick? No. Is it, it's, a, it's a twin stick shooter. Oh, okay. Left stick for moving, right stick for aiming around in a circle. Oh, uh, like... essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's, a, there's some extra buttons as well. But yes, twin stick shooter. Okay. <laughs> there are ex- but yeah. extra buttons, yeah. Came out, yes. They came out today, actually. Yeah, you know it came out today because they're doing a live broadcast on uh, Steam. Oh. <laughs> uh, Classic. 20% <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there actually? 20% off? Yeah. No. Oh, that's sad. Well... <laughs> I don't know. Just sometimes when indie games come out, there's like 10, 20% off on the first, uh, on the first week. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. From space. All right. Uh, what else? I know got- it is 20% off. I'm actually, I'm actually pulling your chain. Yeah. 20% off. Uh, buy now for eight pounds and 79 pence. Oh, that's not too bad. That's right. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit like a mobile game. Not going to lie, but you know, is there enough content to that is always the question boots. isn't it yeah that is the question all right what what else have you Squat. got then well in terms of extinction events i've i but i had a bit do you know what you talk about ai i also had robots yeah um and i had the test that i always give you multiple times a year oh well, am i a robot yet robot. have i ever passed that no 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 just for like what's a computer test computer okay test. 
And it's the, what do the acronyms stand for? Oh yeah, this one that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, even yeah. though you give it to me multiple times a year, I get the different, I get yeah. different ones right each time. Yeah, yeah that's, that is true. Like, what does CPU stand for, Tom? Central? Yes. Processing unit. Yeah. Okay. What does RAM stand for? Random yep. access memory. Yep. Really good album by Daft Punk as well. Yes, it is. Uh, what does ROM stand for? Oh, this is the RAM, one I get wrong because I'm always like CD-ROM. And then I sit here yeah. and I go, oh, surely I know this. And I do the same thing <laughs> every time, don't I? Yeah. Oh, fudge nuggets. No, I've done it again. Do I'm not even going to bother this time. Otherwise, we'll be here for another five minutes whilst I try and guess something <laughs> I'm not going to get. So, oh, I'm going to kill myself. For not remembering this time, <laughs> but yeah, go on. Uh, read-only memory. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Uh, PSU. PSU. Yeah. You took one at your laptop the other day. Power storage unit. Supply. Power supply. Oh unit. yeah. Uh, UPS. Not the delivery company, but the, uh, the computer. <laughs> This is also that came up when I was thinking about how do you protect yourself and your servers against uh, being the little cybersecurity compliance there that was. I was like, in your business continuity plan or an attack in your servers, how do you protect it? And you need one of these. I don't know. It's an uninterruptible power supply. So the power goes out to make sure that things turn off properly. You need one of these bad boys. Ah, so like instead mm. of just like holding down the power button, you click shut down. So it turns off properly. Yeah. So you, you essentially you can you can, you can go through the, the the shutdown processes, which a lot of like servers you can't just turn off. You you have to turn them off properly in a certain okay um, steps. You would say like you turn down turn off the services on those so they don't break, so you don't lose it. Then a lot of times in those sequences, it'll do a backup, like a sequential backup to see if anything's changed. Back that up and then turn turn down. Okay. And some of them can actually hold power for like an hour. So it means you can, you know, send out a last latch disk email. Oh. Uh, HDD. Hard disk drive. SSD. Solid state drive. CD. Compact disk. Yes. Yes. It's the problem they gave you last time as well. So it was the same. Yeah. Talking about the whole AI thing though. Piggybacking off if uh, the aliens came. Yeah. Just EMP them again. Just that, that's our... Uh, do you know what? Do you I reckon they're going to EMP us first. Do you know what? Like, I don't think we would get the chance. Yeah. Because not... I can't imagine many... We would have to rocket that or plane that. Right? Yeah. How many planes are Faraday caged? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's one-way trip to save the to save humanity. No, but what I'm saying is that thing ain't getting off the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. If I well, have no, like a car battery, need, right? Okay, so you don't you don't need super high tech things to get things to space, do you? you just because they they go into space on balloons, yes, it just takes a while <laughs> and is inefficient. Right. So you can just hot air balloon it to space. If I have a car battery, then don't it. And it's not if you're plugged in. Will yeah. the EMP destroy that? Yes. Even though it's not plugged in? Yes. Because hmm. it's the air. Okay. Um, I know. Because that's what they... So they always have like, some no, okay, weird, it's, it's the, like old radio that survives an EMP in these movies. They always have like some weird old technology that yeah, doesn't get destroyed. Yeah, tech low tech yeah like, oh, and if you had a really old car you'd probably be fine but I think it, in War of the Worlds it's the alternator that goes he has to replace it yeah and he has one that's that wasn't plugged one, like, in that is true yeah uh, that specific one he just he just fixed he was like oh yeah I didn't have this one plugged in yet okay, maybe it has to be in a circuit then I take that back maybe it has to be in a circuit because otherwise even if it 
you know, got charged a little bit, it would be it'd be fine. I mean, it, that could just be inaccurate. Does oh, I don't even know how to phrase that question to Google to make it make sense. <laughs> so we won't worry about it. Because it's the electronics in it. Yeah, that go. it's got the power in, supply. In, especially in the car. Yeah, so it's the, like, in a modern car, it'll be the ECU that would go. What does that stand for? Uh, computer unit? Electronic computer unit? Okay. Engine, no, no, engine computer unit. Right. Yeah. Control unit. A control unit. Engine control unit. And that's the bit that controls, like, how much uh, you're mapping, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Air to fuel ratio, idle speed, that kind of, kind of, that kind of thing. Um, because that's got a circuit in it, it would be pride. Okay, and that makes sense. It's got yeah. the circuit in, and it's plugged in. Like, there's power going around. Not necessarily, but has the capacity to. Okay. It can do you know hold. Do you know when if you... It can hold... Okay, because so yeah, it would if you hold a charge, a, but the charge would be yeah. too much from the pulse alone. Yeah. And fry it's the It's like water. when you hold a um, fluorescent tube, one of those light bulbs next to a, one of those plasma balls. Yeah. It lights it. Does it? Because the... Yeah, because the charge is close enough. I've never seen it's that in my in, life. Never no, even heard of that. Is it a plasma ball? Um, fluorescent tube lit. I don't know how to do that. Because you can, you can, it's going to be a weird thing I'm going to say. If it's like you can power them by rubbing them in one direction, can't you? Because it generates a field. Okay. So, yeah, essentially you could, they're super sensitive. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, like it works, me. it works, it works. <laughs> Those like coiled uh, fluorescent lamps. Are lit by plasma yeah. balls. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, the, I know what I'm talking about the noble gases inside the uh, Sir Argon. Yeah, the noble gases inside the light bulb are excited by the high voltage electrode causing plasma ball. Interessant. Yeah, mm. because fluorescent light lamps use gas. That excite the mercury vapor inside. You don't want to breathe that in, do you? No. That's when you see when you see people breaking like fluorescent tubes. You're like, get out of there. <laughs> that is <laughs> not, you start cringing, and then you realize yeah, you don't want you that need to take an ibuprofen <laughs> for your back today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Get on the more. Yeah. How is how are they treating you these days? Uh, I haven't had one in ages. So oh, that's good. fantastic news. Yeah, I haven't, haven't needed them. It's always good for... Yeah, I've got like a headache now. I really want to get rid of it. I've got the, the rest of my prescription to get through. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're coming up to the hour. A couple of minutes yeah. to go. Anything else you want to try and squeeze yeah. in or...? Uh, there's a lot left but <laughs> there is a lot left we can we, we can talk more in depth about zombies and climate change and other stuff but i think we'll put a pin in it in this for now yeah we'll, we'll we'll come back in a few weeks maybe and speak about zombies climate change other apocalypse scenarios uh but we'll, we'll leave the topic of dis- extinction for a couple of weeks at least come back with yeah. something next week a bit different change it up for everyone yeah Right then. Well, I guess that will bring us to a wrap then. Don't forget to share this with your friends, family, co-workers, scientists, apocalypse, preppers, whoever, anyone and everyone, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. If you want more information, science, fun, then head on over to Twitter, at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod. And of course, we are on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to us right now. If you can give us a rating, that would be massively appreciated. It helps us out more than you can know. Helps us get seen by potentially new people. And yeah, that's just really cool. So yeah, love your faces. Thanks for joining. Hope it's been enjoyable. <laughs> and if you want to get in on the conversation, then send us a DM or do it publicly. We're, we're here for the chat. 
Yeah. Shout us on, on the street. Yeah. Don't heckle us, though. We, we, don't, we, we don't need you that. No me. heckling. Me. What, sorry? You can heckle me. I don't, you, can, you can heckle me. I don't mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. He- heckle Mitch and speak to me politely. That's how I'll handle this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Information Entry Podcast. Hopefully, we've helped decrease some of the information. Damn it. One day, I'll get that right. <laughs> Hopefully, we've helped decrease <laughs> the entropy of information in your lives. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Ciao for now.